0: John likes second, lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around L.A. with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey
1: John Hey Kevin
0: I apologize to you and any listeners in advance Uh, I guess I'll share my exciting news that I I have adopted a puppy. I was fostering her for a little bit, and Mm -hmm. now she's mine. And she's actually really great, even though I'm about to talk (laughs) badly on her. (laughs) Uh, Her and my uh, previous dog, Coconut, they just play like wild little munchkins in the background. And so you may hear the occasional rah, 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 rah fighting (laughs) but she's so cute her name's stella she's a four-month-old pit lab mix she's all black with these little white marks on her chest she's so cute she's so good for coconut she's so good for me so that's very exciting
1: good and in a few months we'll get a story on how she got her groove back
0: (laughs) yes exactly good old stella getting her groove back but that has uh, that has nothing to do, and um, well, wait, by the way, sorry, I don't know, I'm very delayed on this, but yeah. But, um, <laughs> very good. Uh, that has nothing to do with this week's episode. We are, we're, we're staying with current things going on right now. There's a, there's a Super Bowl mm-hmm. game happening in a few days from the release of this episode, so I'm going to be quizzing you, John, on Super Bowl stuff, and then, uh, and what are you, what are you doing for me?
1: Valentine's Day, which is the yes. day after. Well, that's cool. Did you, did you have fun making a quiz? Did you learn some cool stuff? Yeah, I did. I won't say too much without spoiling questions. So,
0: Got it. I will say a lot to spoil as many questions as possible. No, I I, I won't. Um, I will say that I was excited to make the Super Bowl quiz only because the team that I root for, for year-round is going to be in the Super <laughs> Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams. If you're on the live stream, I have my Rams hat on it. Actually, if you have, they have little ram horns on the side. Uh, it's my favorite Rams hat. I never had a football team growing up because for 20 years of my youth and young adulthood, there was no football team in Los Angeles. And I never attached to a, another team. And then when the Rams moved back in, I think, 2014 or 15, something like that, I jumped on hardcore. I was like, we have a team. It's the Rams. And I've been really excited ever since. And they actually made a Super Bowl like three years ago. And they lost to Tom Brady, who I hate. Who thankfully retired. Who thankfully retired. And I'm pretty sure there's absolutely no way he can win another Super Bowl at that rate. So no. <laughs> that feels good. So I'm I'm a little extra enthused. You look, I I definitely would say I'm a much bigger Dodger fan, obviously, than the Rams, but Rams are Rams are my number two. You know, Dodgers Rams and and ooh. Like I won't be depressed for months if they lose a the Super Bowl like I like I do for the Dodgers when the Dodgers get eliminated. But I, I will be I'll be sad and I will be very happy if they win. I'm real I would love to see a Super Bowl champ and happen in LA at SoFi, which is where the Super Bowl is taking place. So did you try to get tickets at all? I did not I did not um, ticket if you go look at ticket prices right now it's uh, it's not happening for Kevin <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening for anyone who who makes a decent living because decent living isn't enough to get you to the
1: Super Bowl right yeah so so all those people out there that aren't patreon members you become one so that way Kevin can go to the Super Bowl
0: send Kevin to the Super Bowl let's do it <laughs> tidy Before we go go, any further with the show show. Tidy up, before we go go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it
1: right.
0: Tidy up. I have been doing a lot of literal tidy ups. (laughs) Because I have a new yeah. puppy. <laughs> uh, currently, my floor is covered with the the matting that comes from their pillow that they've chewed up, mm-hmm. and I've been cleaning up a lot of little potty messes. I'll tell you right now, she's pretty good at potty training. But yeah, there's there's my tidy mm-hmm. up for the week is all the, <laughs> all the all the all the dog urine that's on my floor.
1: Fun, yeah. I, I know we were talking last week, and we called out Grayson, and I don't know if he got to you or not. On
0: I haven't that. seen him since. I haven't seen him since. Okay.
1: So, uh, we hit 2,000 listeners. Yeah! 2,000 listens. So All right. That was our big goal, right? Well, that that was our our second big goal. I, I'm not sure what number we should go for next.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's 1,000 more that we aim for or if it's doubling it to 4,000, but maybe it's just, uh, we go for, we just we just keep making yeah. content that people want to listen to, hopefully, and enjoy.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we keep doing.
0: <sighs> All right, well, you know, I feel relatively tidied up. How you feel?
1: I, I feel good, too.
0: Alright, well, let's hop into quiz time then. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast, doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. I think just to keep up with the theme of talking about my dogs out of each song, uh, my, <laughs> my little puppy now is chewing up my dresser, which was Coconut's bad habit because Coconut right. has taught the little puppy Stella to chew up a cabinet. And so now I have two dogs who are uh, double the problem, it would
1: appear. So if, if anyone out there is a dog trainer and has suggestions for Kevin, yes. let us know.
0: Yes, because uh, podcast time becomes a little bit of a difficult time. Uh, the dogs do not like me not paying attention <laughs> to them, and they go and they find their own thing to do. But, yeah, we got uh, we got quiz time to deal with, right? So that's what Can the important do. thing is. And uh, you're doing Valentine's Day because that's coming up, and everyone loves Valentine's yep. Day, and I'm doing the Super Bowl, and I'm going to ask you the first question. Sounds good. All right, so I already mentioned this, in fact. In 2019, the New England Patriots won Super Bowl 53. This was against the Rams, so I hate mentioning this. But it gave them their sixth... Super Bowl title, tying them for the most Super Bowl wins all time. Which team did they tie? Is it A, the Green Bay Packers, B, the Pittsburgh Steelers, C, the San Francisco 49ers, or D, the Miami Dolphins?
1: I feel like it's either the Packers or 49ers because they both had long stretches of being like the best team. I mean, you had Joe Montana with the 49ers for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you had Lombardi at the Packers, which is the, the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Named after him. And my, my hatred for the Steelers is almost as much a, as uh, for Tom Brady. But <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say the Packers. Picking the Packers.
0: Yep. John, that is incorrect it's 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 the one you hate it's the pittsburgh steelers i figured much like you know joe montana went on a bunch mm-hmm. of runs and so did um terry bradshaw much uh, uh, terry bradshaw went on a i think it was 4 years in a row with the steelers winning it's funny because you know tom brady also has the record for the most wins in a Super Bowl by an individual. He has seven. He got six with the mm-hmm. Patriots and one with the Bucks. And I was looking at the list of all the other uh, individuals, and there's a, chunk of, there's a chunk of guys basically from the Pittsburgh Steelers who were on that same team for four <laughs> years, and they all got four rings. Um, you weren't wrong about the 49ers. In fact, here are the top five teams. So the Steelers and the Patriots each have six. The Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers each have five. Packers and the New York Giants each have four. So you you were in Correct. the neighborhood for sure. Um, one thing I meant to say, <clears throat> I don't think it would have affected your your ability on this question, but the Super Bowl has existed since 1966. And prior right. to that, it was called the NFL Championship Game because there were two leagues. It was the NFL mm-hmm. and the AFL, not and not um, they were like completely different organizations from what I understand. And yeah. the top team from each league would play each other for the NFL Championship. Then those two merged and we got the NFL and we got the Super Bowl. Um, The numbers I just gave you are all just Super Bowl wins from 1966 Mm -hmm. on. If you're looking all time, though, from like 1933, from way back, it is the Packers. They have 13 wins. The Bears have nine. The Giants have eight. Then the Patriots and the Steelers with six. But uh, again, that that does not include actual Super Bowl wins. That just includes NFL championships.
1: And the Colts have two. Is that right? I I'm sure you're probably right. Yeah, but uh one in Indy and then one in Baltimore.
0: Yes, yeah. It's a shame uh Peyton Manning only got one with Indy. I know he went twice. But yeah, hey, you got you got must have been exciting when they won in what was that 06? Oh
1: yeah. Uh 7.
0: Oh seven. 7. Yeah. Oh yeah, the 06 season and then they won in 07, yeah. 07. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I mean,
1: we would have gotten a lot more if the Patriots didn't cheat so much, but
0: Yeah, the deflating balls I did not include any deflating ball questions. We all know. <laughs> we all know what Tom Brady did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I will argue that he is not the greatest of all time, like everyone says. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't. I don't blame you. The, the dude is obviously very talented, regardless. But it you know didn't help his legacy that he had to find ways around playing the game fairly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you missed that first one. over for one, so we're jumping into
1: Valentine's Day. So kind of like Christmas and other a lot of Halloween and stuff. This is actually a. Feast, you know, it's a Catholic holiday, or that's how it started off as. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, Yep. So when was the feast of St. Valentine created? Wow. 496, 1496, 1922, or 735? I'd imagine it was before 1922.
0: You know, when I hear St. Valentine, that's a very old-timey thing. I mean, and not that's like older than old-timey. Like, I see 1496, and I'm like, I think it was even before that. That's the... Columbus days, you know, 1492, I think I'm going to choose 496 only because, because 496 and 1496 are both on there. I'm like, okay, maybe it's one of those. So I'm going to, I'm going to say the early one. I'm going to say 496. <coughs>
1: Woo! Correct. All right. Yep. Yeah, it was created as a feast by uh Pope. How do you say this? And of course they don't have a pronunciation on Wikipedia for the <laughs> Pope's name. All right. Let's hear you try it. <laughs> Gelasius, the first. Is it with a G or
0: a J? A G. Oh, Gelasius. Gelasius.
1: Yeah, he created it in 496 to honor St. Valentine. Uh, he did it for St. Valentine of Rome. Mm. But then there's also a St. Valentine of Terni, which is another part of Italy. And so the Eastern Orthodox churches tend to celebrate that's St. Valentine of Terny, not of Rome. And so they actually do that on different days than February 14th. I I have to admit, I don't think I really even know what a saint is. Like, is a
0: saint a real person or is this like a mythical, not mythical, but like a religious figure, like an angel
1: or of some sort? It's both. Not being Catholic, this is just <laughs> from my understanding of reading and stuff, uh-huh. you, you have a, a real person and then they die, whether, you know, they were, you know, martyrs really aren't a thing as much nowadays as they used to be, but like, mm. you know, martyrdoms or, uh, you know, just died of old age. And then people might associate some, like a miracle happening in their, in that person's name. And I think from my understanding, if there's enough of those that happen, then the Catholic church will make that person a saint. Got it.
0: Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, I got that one right. I'm one for one. You're 0 for one. Let's do number two on the Super Bowl. You brought this up in the pre show, sort of. What is the average cost for a ticket to this year's Super Bowl? John, in the, no, that was in the actual show, asked me if I was going to the show. I am not because of this question. What is the average cost for a ticket to this year's Super Bowl? Is it $5,300, $8,870, $9,086, or nine hundred and six thousand seven hundred ninety-five
1: dollars. Well, I was about to just go with the nine thousand and eighty-six, but then I remember you said average. Yes. Which I'm assuming there are some multi-million-dollar tickets.
0: I will say, and I don't know if this changes your answer at all. Uh, these stats I got from yesterday from a site called Ticket IQ, and mm-hmm. I believe this was what's left of tickets for this for the okay. Super Bowl game. So. Um, what's still available and what's being sold second hand, you know? Then I'll just go up to nine thousand eighty-six. Nine thousand eighty-six is your choice. hmm You got it, John. Well done. Uh yeah, actually each one of these numbers is significant. So right now the average cost of Super Bowl tickets that are remaining and and you know we're about 7 days out right now as re- as we're recording this and uh yeah, 9086 is the average. 5300 right now is the lowest price for a ticket
1: available and that's way up in the nosebleeds. But is it worth $5300 to go see Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre? I know that that actually would be so cool. I would lo-
0: I mean that's why the ticket obviously it's a Super Bowl, but you're also seeing some of the biggest names in the world of music performing at one of the greatest venues in the world right now, one of the newest anyways, most state-of-the-art venues. So yeah, $5,300 would get you in the door. Eight thousand eight hundred seventy is the cheapest lower level ticket, so it's still considered like a good seat. Eight thousand eight hundred seventy is the cheapest, and then right now the most expensive available ticket is nine hundred six thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars. So yeah, just under a million. So you—that's kind of why I said that because I'm sure tickets <laughs> right. went for millions of dollars. That oh, yeah. that nine hundred thousand one is uh, would be a single person in a twenty-four person suite. So in one of their suites, you'd be. Which you can imagine—that's a 24-person suite, and that's the cost of one ticket, nine hundred thousand. So does, does do all 24 of those people pay nine hundred thousand?
1: Or it might just be—it's a million dollars for that entire suite.
0: It might be, but it does say it's a single ticket for that 24-person suite. So I'm not entirely huh. sure. All that said, yeah. though, um, first Super Bowl ever, 1967, the average cost of a ticket was twelve dollars. Which, if you adjust that for inflation, is $90. So even that is, like, uh, um, uh, unbelievable. Right. I had. A, I will admit, and maybe I said this on the podcast already, I can't remember, but I had a brief moment when the Rams made the Super Bowl of, like, okay, listen, not only is the Super Bowl being in L.A. at SoFi very rare, but for the mm-hmm. Rams to be in it, that this literally may be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me. So it right. crossed my mind, but I, I do not have $9,000, let alone $5,000 of expendable cash to go and watch a game and watch Snoop Dogg do his thing. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I just well, do you could drop it like it's hot.
0: I, I do plan to drop it like it's hot during while I'm watching from home, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, good job. You did get that one right. You're one for two, and I'm going to try to go two for two on Valentine's
1: Day. And I got a true or false for you. Yes. The celebration of St. Valentine is not known to have had any romantic connotations until the 14th century. True or false?
0: True or false. By the way, I think it's funny that when you say you have a true or false, I celebrate it now because it's 50-50, whereas early on, (laughs) I was like, no, these are so torturous. And I already feel that right now. It's like I was excited for the 50-50 chance, but now again, it's like, okay, let me read it again. The celebration of St. Valentine is not known to have had any romantic connotations until the 14th century. And again, I mean, you you usually don't get tricky like this, but it's this it wouldn't even be that tricky. It could be like, you know, it didn't have connotations until the 17th century or until the 18th or the 12th. I, oh God, I really want to choose true, but I, uh, I'm going to choose false. I'm going to say there's something off about that sentence. So I'm going to choose false. Uh, ah, dang it. It was true. <laughs>
1: Yep, it's true. Okay. Um, And it it wasn't until um, 1382 when uh, a guy by the name of Geoffrey Chaucer, which everyone seems to have heard of Chaucer, but no one reads Chaucer really, unless you're an English major or something like that. But he had a a piece of writing called the Parliament of Fowls, as in Fowls the Bird, F-O-W-L-S. And that's kind of the first association of St. Valentine's Day and Romance. The verse itself was honoring the first anniversary of the engagement of King Richard II to Anne of Bohemia. It wasn't romantic until the late 1300s. Yeah. Who, you know, when
0: Queen Anne of B- B- Bohemia and King Richard, the whatever, got engaged, they had no idea that hundreds of years from then, their yeah. love would spark a marketing occasion every every year. <laughs> and, uh, cards and little hearts that have words on them, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they, they sparked a revolution in that sense. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, I missed it, which is good news for you because we're tied up one for <laughs> two. Let's hop into number three on the Super Bowl. So this is based on television ratings only. So no no streaming or YouTube included in this. According to those television ratings, what is the most watched Super Bowl halftime show ever? Is it Lady Gaga in 2017, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez in 2020, Katy Perry in 2015, or Beyonce in 2013?
1: When you say no streaming, like, you know, I I, I, I pay for CBS to be able to stream CBS live and stuff. All right, is that not including that or is that considered TV?
0: Yeah, no, I think it's not including, not including those services. Okay. Yeah.
1: Then I think I'm gonna go with Beyonce.
0: 2013 Beyonce.
1: Yeah. I feel like she was kind of at her peak peak mm-hmm. then. Yeah. i um, not saying that she's still not up there now. I know. It's I like, was. she's
0: almost always at a peak. It's
1: it seems, right. Yeah. Uh, but that was also before a lot of people have switched the streaming as well. Yeah, that's true. 2013. So I think I'm going to go Beyonce. All right, John, locking it in. Mm-hmm.
0: Beyonce 2013 is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, that 100% would have been what I would have chosen. Surprisingly, it was Katy Perry in 2015. Television ratings only. Katy Perry's halftime show was the most ever watched halftime show, (laughs) 118 and a half million viewers. The most ever watched show on YouTube would be Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. So because they aired that on YouTube, they didn't get nearly as much television rating. But according to at least one source, ticket source, they say that with all the numbers combined that the Shakira and the JLo one is the world's most watched halftime show ever. (laughs) I I'll be honest. I totally forgot that they performed last year. (laughs) I uh,
1: that that, that was two years ago. Two years
0: ago. Last year was the weekend, which I forgot about his performance too. It's so it's amazing how quickly we forget.
1: Do you remember though, back when you were a kid, when it was like an actual like thematic show, like it wasn't just a musical guest? Like I remember there being one that was like an Indiana Jones. Like oh
0: yeah, that sounds very familiar. But yeah, that's the interesting about Super Bowl halftime shows is it's gone through, you know, it used to just literally just be a marching band for many years. And then I think Michael yeah. Jackson was the first, well, Gloria Stefan maybe one of them. They brought it, they brought in they started bringing in big names and then it got bigger and bigger. And then of course, in what was it was at 2004, there was the, the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake incident. And then they had years of just classic rock bands that played and it was kind of mm-hmm. dull. And now, and now they're thankfully we're back to being relevant. So
1: and it was in 1995 when it had the Indiana Jones show.
0: Yeah, and that okay, maybe that was that might have been Super Bowl 29. But I do I do have a vague memory of that. All right, John, you missed that one. One for three for John. Yep. I'm one for two. Let's see what happens on number three, of Valentine's Day.
1: In what year is the first English Valentine's recorded? Oh, 1777, uh-huh. 1677, 1577. Or 1477.
0: Oh, I'm I'm seeing a theme here. 1777, 1677, 1577, 1477. English Valentines. Well, let's see. Let's do some math. Uh, Thirteen, late 1300s was the first religious one. Um, I guess that's all the math I need to do. Did it? Did it take less than a hundred years to get to England in 1477? I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 1477 since it's the only one I've said out loud and just see what happens. So I'm locking in, locking in 1477.
1: All right. Correct. Now, I think you're you're missing something. Chaucer was in England. So that whole thing was already oh. in England before this. So but I don't get it. Then what, what was, what makes it the first, first valent, you know, like a Valentine's like you sent you, you g- gave someone a Valentine's like a Valentine's card.
0: Oh, right? I assumed you meant like the day. Uh, no. oh, that's funny. Okay. All right. Oh, tell me about it.
1: The one written in 1477 was written by a woman by the name of Marjorie Bruce to her future husband, John Paston. I mean, and the, the whole, you know, roses are red, violets are blue thing. That stems from way back when, then got added, I think, to uh, books that guys could buy to then write their own Valentines, you know, little snippets of things the guys could write into Valentines for women. So, like, they would literally
0: buy this book as a way to find, like, okay, well, this is, I like this poem, so I'm going to write it. Yeah. That would be funny to find that book today, and then go on and then slide those into people's DMs. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> write one of these poems and send it in an Instagram direct message. That, that's the way we do it these days. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I got that one. So I'm two for three. Yeah. You're one for three. You got to catch up, John. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Number four on the Super Bowl since the Super Bowl's existence in 1966. Again, this is the Super Bowl. This does not include the NFL championships prior to that. So since the Super Bowl's existence in 1966, which of the following teams has been to a Super Bowl? So there's four teams here. Three have never been to a Super Bowl. One has. Which one has? Is it the Cleveland Browns, the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit
1: Lions, or the Detroit Mechanics? (laughs) Did you only put that up there because there's only been two teams that haven't gone to the Super Bowl?
0: Well, I I put it up there because I wanted to get the Detroit mechanics in on the question.
1: <laughs> if you I haven't believe... listened to our
0: frisbee episode, by the way, that yeah. is, they are an ultimate frisbee team who is never good, and we're rooting for them. I believe it's the Vikings that have been to. The Super you believe Bowl. the Vikings have been to a Super Bowl? Is that what yep. you're going to lock in?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, that is correct. Well done. Yes, the Vikings, in fact, have been to four Super Bowls. They are tied. With the Buffalo Bills for the worst record in Super Bowls, they are both those teams are 0 for four in their Super Bowl appearances, and the Buffalo Bills so sad they lost four in a row, 1990 to 1993, with Jim Kelly as their quarterback. There's actually a really good documentary series on um, it's on Disney Plus right now about that that I was watching. It's super good. Um, there are more than two teams who haven't been to a Super Bowl though, but I uh, well the Cleveland Browns have never been. The Detroit Lions have never been. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who, you know, they've only existed for 25, 30 years. They've never been. And then the Houston Texans, who what I wasn't sure of is whether they included the Houston Oilers in that, because I think it's a whole new franchise, because I believe, I think the Houston Oilers are now the Tennessee Titans. And so, yeah, and so that's what it is. Yeah, And so the Houston Texans are are a franchise expansion, uh, an expansion franchise. So, yeah, those four teams, Browns, Jaguars, Lions, Texans, never been to a Super Bowl. And then I was actually surprised. There's eight teams, I think, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 teams. Oh, my gosh. 12 teams who have never won a Super Bowl. So there are definitely a lot of droughts. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals are one of them and they're in this Super Bowl, but we're obviously not rooting for them because we're all Rams fans here. Uh, the the um, Bengals.
1: <laughs> you have a comment, John? Yeah, I mean, I was going to root for the Bengals mainly because, you know, one, it's a Midwest team. Yeah. I root for the, the Midwest team, but also half my family is from Ohio, so.
0: Okay, fine. I hate you, John. <laughs> um, you, you know what? It's funny because if, I think I can say po- pretty positively if they were playing any other team but the Rams, I'd be rooting for the Bengals because of, right. they have a drought. They haven't yeah. been good my entire life. I definitely do not count them out. I am no, going no. into this game not confident. I, I I would say there's a certain amount of confidence, but not arrogant. Not like, oh, the Rams are going to whoop them and it's going to be over like yeah. that. The Bengals have, have just, they keep winning. They keep proving everyone wrong. So I'm mm-hmm. not expecting anything. I'm I'm expecting a good game and hoping that well, the Rams I mean, pull they, they, off. they've
1: sucked so bad for so long that they've gotten yeah. the first round draft picks for a long time now. Yep. So maybe they eventually finally drafted a good team.
0: Yeah, they do, and they have a lot of talent. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited. I I am very excited for the game. I'm very excited for the halftime show. Um look, a lot of people watch this game. I, I take mm-hmm. part in it. I I like I like taking part and being part of a, a a greater community of the world that we can all just sit down and watch football for one day, you know? Well, good job, John. You uh, you have now gone two for four, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm I am uh two for three going into number four. Mm-hmm. Let's see what
1: happens Valentine's Day. So, which chocolate company was the first to make the like a fancy decorated box of chocolates for Valentine's? Oh, Hershey, Mars, Cadbury, or Godiva?
0: Wow, wow, wow! I mean, so like Hershey is the big name in chocolate. Uh, in in especially in like mass producing, Godiva is a very classy brand. Mars, oh, they make so much stuff. Cadbury, man, that's that. There's a little bit of a dark horse in Cadbury. I mean, Cadbury is such an old. I think of it as such an old. T- I think of the Cadbury eggs, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, I bet you Cadbury's got some history. Because I I my initial gut reaction was going to be just choose Hershey. It's the biggest name. It's your your odds are probably higher. But man, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna choose that wild card. I'm gonna choose Cadbury. I'm gonna see what happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it was Cadbury, uh, from my understanding of how things read. In 1868, Cadbury created what they called fancy boxes or a decorated box of chocolates <laughs> in the shape of a heart. Nice. And Cadbury is an English company as well. England took Valent like St. Valentine's Day and really ran with it. And and I don't know why. But they created a lot of the valentines and the cards and and everything like that. Like they actually met would mass produce valentine cards back in the eighteen hundreds uh, with lace and and everything.
0: And and so then that makes sense because then when what I don't know if it's as early as like the first settlers to come to America. It just, it just sounds like we have the English, the British invasion of crazy, crazy Valentine's Day celebrating right. to thank for how much we've blown it out of, I mean, we've, <laughs> right. I, I sound like I'm being cynical. We blow in every proportion, every, every holiday yeah. out of proportion. I'm not picking on Valentine's Day. It's, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's just, um and I love holidays. Like I love, even Valentine's Day, I remember loving like cutting out little hearts. And even when you mentioned kind of the lacy things on the side, I remember doing that and having mm-hmm. like that white frilly paper and putting that on. I was bad at arts and crafts, but I loved making them. I always made my mom a Valentine's Day when I was a little kid and a Valentine's Day card. I love that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, um, we, let's see. So what just happened? You, uh, oh, I I got that one right. So I went three, I'm three for four. You're Mm -hmm. two for four. So you got to get this last question right. This is, I think this is the exact same scenario as last week. You got to get this right to at least have a tie. So the last one on the Super Bowl. How many... Super Bowl ads created by PETA have been banned from airing during the Super Bowl. Two, four, six, or eight. Banned PETA ads. Not allowed to air during the Super Bowl.
1: I want to say it's either six or eight. I, I, I know they like try to do it like every few years to just get mm-hmm. the publicity. So I'm gonna go with eight. You're choosing eight, John. Yep. Locking it in. Nice
0: job. Yep, and and you hit it on the head, man. What's what's interesting is I I believe these numbers are what PETA puts out. Like, Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is literally they pay the money and they they ask the broadcast company to air it and then they're denied or if they just claim that they were banned. I really have no idea, but there there are eight different ones throughout the years. I won't go into describing all of them. Separ- a lot of them are very like sexual based, you know, they they they're right. using they use they use that to sell. But some of the more famous ones from recent years uh in 2020, they did an ad called anti-speciesism. And it was uh, it was all animated, but it was animals in the forest while the national anthem was playing and all the animals were kneeling. So it was obviously, uh, you know, a take on Colin Kaepernick kneeling, but it got a lot of criticism. Um, I mean, understandably, because just, uh, just an athlete kneeling gets a lot of criticism, which I don't fully agree with. But uh, in this case, you know, this was in 2020 when the Black Lives Matter movement was really happening. And... A lot of people were saying they were kind of trying to capitalize on that and and basically comparing speciesism to racism and i i understand that saving animals is very important but at the end of the day it's it's maybe taking advantage of something they shouldn't have taken advantage of my (laughs) favorite one that i i i get why it was banned but it was definitely Mm -hmm. the funniest one um i'd never seen it before it's called milk gone wild uh, there might, this might be an earmuff situation for 20 seconds, by the way, it's uh, but it was basically shot kind of like a Girls Gone Wild video where there's a guy w- with a camera pointed on some college girls and... He, you know, the guy is like saying, hey, yeah, will you show us? Will you show us? And they're like, no, no. And then finally someone t- says, okay. And then she starts lifting up her shirt and it's literally milk udders, or uh, cow udders underneath there. It's like, it's, and it's, it's pretty gross. It's like a it's straight up. And so then there's just cuts of all these girls lifting their shirts and it's mm-hmm. cow's udders and then milk starts coming out of them. And it, I was cracking up, but clearly that one, <laughs> that one was was banned. So there you go. Nice job, John. You got that one right. It, there are eight banned people. PETA commercials. Oh, and and just in general, um, uh, this year is the most expensive that Super Bowl commercials have been. One 30-second ad, uh, it is reported, went for $7 million. So $7 million was the high end, which is more than nine times what a spot cost during the regular NFL season. And again, $7 million for a 30-second spot. This year in 1967, uh, $37,000 for a thirty-second spot, so there you go. You can see the the craziness of the world now.
1: And from my understanding, Apple was kind of the first one to do these this big production commercials um, mm-hmm. back in nineteen eighty four. Yep, with Macintosh. Uh, yeah, for the Mac, and it was kind of a play on um, the book nineteen eighty four, and uh, Ridley Scott, I think, directed it. Good
0: job, man. That you
1: know what? I'm going to count that as John uh,
0: knowledge. <laughs> Boom. Oh. Because you you just did that without you didn't even search anything right now did you you no, just knew that no
1: it, it's just part of the Apple trivia that I know
0: <laughs> I can one hundred percent verify all that information you just said because that was part of my research it's <laughs> it's really considered one of the one of the greatest Super Bowl ads of all time one of the most significant mm-hmm. and you you know it's funny because you watch it and it's underwhelming for lack of a better word but only because. Yeah we're watching it through a 2022 lens. This was 1984. Its production quality is so high. And I think it even says something like, you know, at the end it says like, get a Macintosh. So 1984 won't be like 1984 or something like that. It was super clever. All right, dude. Well, you just went three for five. I'm three for four. So let's see if we tie again or if I get the win.
1: According to the U.S. Greeting Card Association, approximately how many Valentines are sent each year in the U.S.? wow 50 million 90 million 190 million or <laughs> 250 million
0: so these are like essentially cards that are i mean it says sent but is it safe to assume probably just like bought and given to someone it means sent like not necessarily mailed
1: uh my understanding is sent in the mail
0: okay all right so so i was i was making sure that that word sent was deliberate okay okay good to know i mean and i i
1: would wow okay or given Given the sum, Okay,
0: or given. So so it could be like if you bought a card for Emily, that would count as well. And you gave it to her in person, that would right. count. Okay, yep. that's that's sort of what I was trying to figure out. I mean, yeah, I'd imagine it's a big number. 50, so these are all million. 50, 90, mm-hmm. 190, or 250 million. You know me. I typically like choosing either the low end or the high end. Uh, I would want to choose the high end on this one, but I'm gonna, I'm I'm just gonna go one down from the highest. I'm gonna choose a hundred and 90 million. I'm walking it in. Oh, I got
1: it. Yep. Wow. 190 million. And if you include, okay, so it's 190 million. Half of those are given the family members that are not husbands or wives. So usually children, and if you include, oh,
0: yes, 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 uh
1: huh. If you include the school activities and everything, that number goes up to about a billion, and then teachers become the people receiving the most valentines.
0: Oh, that is so cute! Teachers are the most. I gotta. I, well, my sister listens to this podcast, so I guess I don't need to tell her that. But I was like, I got to tell my sister that she's in. <laughs> she's in the group of people who get the most valentine. And I will say, I, I don't think I've. Well, I do have a vague memory of her having like candy from last Valentine's Day because she teaches. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Erica. She teaches fourth grade right now. She's jumped around so many grades. I know she's somewhere in the third to fifth range, Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, she always gets such sweet gifts. That's such a great age to teach because you get the most presents. The kids are so sweet and the parents are so thoughtful. And so I can't wait to see what my sister uh, brings home for for Valentine's Day, that's a that's a fun fact. I like that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I ended up pulling out the victory on that one. Just uh, just narrowly edged you, you out. Um, and I believe that means that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl since I was representing the Rams and you were representing <laughs> the Bengals. So go Rams, go! Oh, is that how that went? Yeah, that's exactly this is this is exactly what this is. This was determining the winner. Well, I hope you have fun watching. All jokes aside, uh, I hope it's a great game. I do hope the Rams win, but um, yeah. I will be sad, but also my moderately happy uh, for the Bengals franchise if the Bengals pull it off.
1: And with Tom Brady not playing in it this year, then it's probably a good chance that there's no cheating happening. <laughs> let's as well. just
0: let's face it: with Tom Brady not playing, everybody wins. <laughs> the nation can breathe easy. Uh, all right, John. Well, we we don't always plug next week's episode, but uh, very excited because the Winter Olympics are happening right now, and and much yes. like we did for the Summer yep. Olympics, we're going to be doing our favorite Winter Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. yeah look forward to look forward to, to talking to you about stuff that happens on ice and in the snow yep all right john catch you next week see ya Bye. it's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know they're mars and venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast
1: well you could drop it like it's hot